Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. 106 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stopper, Brendan Escott with you. Orders now brought to you by Digitex. We wish you and yours all the best during these uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Roos Chris open for takeout and delivery through DoorDash. Maggie Taylor and Chef Altoff will take care of you at Roos Chris open Wednesday through Sunday from 5 p.m. until 10 p.m. As we head off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline and we hook up for Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication and solar. We welcome back to the show longtime NHL goaltender, um, a man who's uh, been in the mix for some of the uh, top jobs in the National Hockey League at a president's level from the NHL Network, Kevin Weeks. Hi, Kevin. How you doing? I'm great, stuff. Hope you're doing well. Hope everybody in Alberta is doing well, too, as well can be. As well as can be. Uh, all right. Well, hey, look, that's, uh, we'll get to the trade stuff in a second, but, uh, obviously you, like everybody else, monitoring the situation in Vancouver. You played in Vancouver during your NHL career. Uh, this is a different, is this a, is this a vastly different situation, in your opinion, than maybe what Buffalo, New Jersey, Philadelphia went? I'm thinking of the other organizations that had a multitude of players out only because of the length of time that the Canucks have been off the ice for, Kevin. Yeah, I think you just nailed it there, Stoff, and the fact that every team has been impacted differently, just like every person is impacted differently. Every family member, for those that have been in a family that have had it, has been impacted differently. So, yeah, for Vancouver, this is really unique and uh, and more on the extreme side, especially, you know, even considering the fact that they're such young, healthy, um, great athletes that they are that play in our league. But I know from speaking to a couple people in that organization yesterday, and one specifically said, Weeksy, this has been crazy how it's run through our AHL team all the way to Utica in New York. And, of course, all the way back out to the Pacific Northwest in Van with the big club. We can interrupt right now. We can interrupt. Yeah, we can interrupt right now. Elliot Friedman has just just tweeted out, Oilers Canucks originally scheduled for tomorrow night will be postponed. Not sure yet about the Maple Leafs and the Canucks on Saturday. Edmonton was supposed to fly at 5 again normally, and and I was on those flights for the last 12 years. We would fly at 3 o'clock if... To, uh, for a game into Vancouver. So because of COVID, the later uh, flight schedules, only because there's nothing to do in the cities that you go to because you're basically locked down. Uh, so right. Elliot Friedman reporting that the game has now, uh, the Oilers Canucks game for tomorrow night has been postponed, uh, and we're waiting to find out what happens on Saturday. And, of course, that's a Hockey Night in Canada game for the Maple Leafs as well. And Toronto, I mean, the Oilers are in a, the Leafs play tonight. So they, I guess they yeah. can alter their plan. This is something that the, it's just a by. I mean, how challenging is it for the players, given they're such creatures of habit uh, in, in terms of this sort of stuff, Kevin? 
is really challenging. I mean, look, it's been challenging for everybody in the world in different, in different respects, no question. Uh, different lines of work, different professions, certainly for the athletes and specifically to our athletes in the NHL. It's tough because, look, they, you, you mentioned the fact that they're creatures of habit. Everything you do is itinerized. Literally, for me, it was down to the second. At least you try to keep it that way. In terms of your preparation, pregame, pregame routine, play the game, postgame, postgame routine, recovery, workout, recover, prepare for the next game, meals, hydration, you name it, stretching, everything, literally everything. So now a lot of that has gone into a blender. And, you know, I think something that people have to, a couple things people have to remember is number one, this isn't a recreation. This is not rec league that they're playing. So whatever people's association is with the game, it's very different when you're playing to support your family and your extended family members and what you do impacts your family and your community and your future. So it's very different, let alone trying to win a Stanley Cup for your professional goal. So it's been really challenging. I've spoken to a lot of players, a lot of staff members. The protocols are, are hyper-restrictive anyways. It's not like the players are horsing around or you know in and around doing things they shouldn't be doing. They've been really respectful of the protocols. And keep in mind, too, Stop, as you know this, you've been around as long as you have. A lot of the players and the staff, they're, they have families, and they're yes. people just like anybody else. Yes. And they have family members. They may have a daughter that's immunocompromised. They may have a grandparent or a senior living with them that might be immunocompromised. They may have um, you know, extended family that they see on a regular basis that they now can't, their own family that a lot of them can't really spend time with in general, let alone now with these restrictions. So it's been very, very challenging. And I would ask this, I said this yesterday on the NHL Network last night, and I'll do so again. We're live at 6 p.m. Eastern. No matter who you are, remember your your health is your wealth. It's a big part of that. And you know, I know a lot of people at, at back home. They like to fascinate on how much players earn or how much they're paid or what have you. You know, that's a function of a free market system. That's why a lot of us love living in North America, and especially Alberta, has always been a very business first province. And at the end of the day, this is it's not about. It's not about their compensation. It's about their health and safety and that of their family members and, of course, their teammates and, and their loved ones. So everybody's trying to be respectful of that. And I know that some of the players in Van have been mistreated around that. And there have been some vile messages to some of the players on social media and things of that nature. And I would say to those people, you know, act right and grow up. You have to respect people and have some compassion and empathy. All right, uh, one twelve in Edmonton again. Four minutes ago, Elliot Friedman tweeting out: Oilers Canucks originally scheduled for tomorrow night will be postponed. Not sure yet about the Maple Leafs and the Canucks on Saturday. And this is a uh, we just had Louis DeBrusque on. He talked about the fact that Jake had uh, COVID in Boston. Uh, you and me have spoke privately about watching you know Taylor Hall trying to recover. And some people have said, "Oh, Stoffer, you're always focused on Taylor Hall." Well, I had empathy for him because he does he hasn't looked right all year uh, since. Yeah. Getting, since getting uh, COVID, and and so now, now I'm going to take you down a slightly different path. When you played, going back, and it, it you know it's, it's been about you know 15, 18 years now. But when you played, did you feel compelled to play through injury when you knew darn well that maybe you shouldn't have played? Was that just a byproduct of that era? And were you at times met with some? pushback from guys that are sitting there saying, hey, you're not that hurt, or you need to gut this one out, you need to find a way to play here. Oh, totally. I mean, I I don't think any real athlete that, that's ever competed at an elite level, no matter how old you are, I remember doing that in minor hockey. <laughs> I remember getting dinged up, and my dad would literally go to Shoppers Drug Mart back home, 
and buy Absorbing Junior for Ben Gary 535 and wait till my mom was asleep and massage my shoulder. Like my dad, like massage my shoulder or, or you know, my ankle. And my, my auntie was a nurse, so she would do the same thing. So, I mean, I was, you know, literally 10, 11, 12. Any athlete worth their salt knows that. And then, of course, playing professionally, as anybody can attest to, there's a number of injuries that I played through, as do any player that's currently playing or that has played in the past. No questions to off. And sometimes, sometimes everybody has their own pain tolerance. Sometimes you get dinged up with something. And, uh, and then, um, for example, your teammates will say, come on, we need you. You got to go. And then other times you'd even have coach and, and management and the organization ticked off at you because you can't go. I remember I had, and I won't say the club, I had knee injury. And I remember the coach literally yelling at me and spit was coming out of his mouth, literally in my face, telling me that I was faking an injury, telling me I was faking an injury. Well, sure, sure as it would have it, I ended up getting traded to another club. And I needed to get my, uh, my knee operated on, which I knew was a problem. And I was playing through it, and I needed to get a, a meniscus surgery. And I got that from the following club, fortunately enough. So, yeah, I mean, listen, you, you, play as, you, you try to play as hard as you can, as often as you can. You want to gut it out. You want to gut it out for your teammates and the staff and, and your organization. But sometimes you just can't go. That's just the way it is. You talked about the minor hockey story, and for the Bob Stoffer haters out there, they might appreciate this. Um, I was playing for the Strathcona Warriors. We were Pee Wee Double A, and mm-hmm. I had gotten into a fight when I was in grade seven with my grade nine neighbor, and I didn't do very well, and he kicked me in the face, and my teeth went through oh, his, uh, the, through, uh, and I had big lips as a kid, oh, and my, and my teeth, my teeth went through. Uh, the, 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 the lips. And so my lip got all, mm. it, it was completely it like, it was, it was bad. Okay. Busted. Yeah, Bust, bu- busted wide open. So four days later we had a game, they cut the foam out on the chin, uh, part of the, uh, the cage that we were wearing the cage and we were playing mm-hmm. St. Albert and St. Albert had guys like Manny Viveros and Todd you and a guy. And I was just, mm-hmm. a, I was just a target. <laughs> like I was just a target. Like guys would punch mm-hmm. my mask and it would just burst open again. Totally. It was, it, but I, I was like, well, you know, I was, we didn't have a very good team. I would say as one of the better players, but we didn't have a very good team, which would explain why I was one of the better players. Maybe the fourth, you know, third or fourth best player in the team. And we'd get beat every game, like eight, two, seven, three, whatever. But I felt compelled to play and it did not heal totally. properly. It did not heal properly for weeks as a result right mm-hmm. and then again when your tooth goes through your uh, you know through the skin in your mouth and it's that bad maybe you shouldn't be surprised but i just you know and i'm thinking i mean you hear stories like jason smith when he was with the oilers kevin oh gator they, yeah told yeah you. you know he had the he had the pain threshold of a cadaver that's how tough yeah. he was in that situation so it's just there, there's your but we are at a little bit different time right now players are smarter and no. again if you've just jumped aboard so the listeners know tomorrow night's game according to elliot freeman has been postponed uh edmonton and vancouver they've not made a decision on saturday's game so they bought the canucks an extra let me ask you this because uh, you've got a relationship with Gary Gary Bettman. Mm-hmm. In a perfect world, Vancouver needs to be made whole to 56 games. Could, would Gary consider wiping out the four games between Vancouver and Ottawa, just having those two teams play 52 games, and giving a mechanism and window for Vancouver to reschedule some games against the other teams during the time that they were supposed to play Ottawa? What do you think? I think that's a fair question. Um, certainly there's some merit to the question, stuff. I, I would say the challenge is that if you're Ottawa, 
you still want to you know play your full slate of games, even though it is a rebuild season for them, and they have a lot of bright young players. I mean, even watching them yesterday, they just have a lot of skill, a lot of talented young people in their group, but they still want to get a full season if you're Eugene Melnick, their owner, no question. Uh, now, if you're the Vancouver Canucks, they too want to get a full season. I understand your point, especially given the fact that neither team's going to make the playoffs, I don't believe, this year. Um, mathematically, I just think it's impossible, narrowly, at least for, for Ottawa. And then for Van, just it's been an up-and-down season for them. I don't think they get in. All of that to say, though, all of that to say, it's a fair question. And here's a, here's a point for the Oilers fans, too, is and, and for any of the listeners, I've been preaching this all year, a lot of the GMs and coaches, the smart ones anyway, are telling their teams, fellas, we have to play every game like it's our last. Because not only is it a compressed schedule of 56 games to off as opposed to the traditional 82, but the fact of the matter is we're not sure if we're going to get in all 56. And if a team doesn't get in all 56, let's say it's the Canucks and or the, uh, and the Sens, to your point, then it's going to be based on points percentage. And if you were saying, because you know how players sometimes have a tendency, okay, boys, we were, we were awful in that one. We're at dog's breakfast tonight. We'll come back tomorrow. What happens if tomorrow's game gets postponed? And then what happens if, based on timelines, you're not able to get that game in? And your team's not necessarily made whole by, by getting in all 56. Then it goes to point percentage. So every game right now is absolutely crucial to every team, even the front runners as far as seeding. But for those teams that are uh, – look at a team like the Flames right now. All of a sudden, the Flames have come to life with back-to-back wins, right? They, they beat Toronto. Then they go into Montreal. They beat Montreal. And now they're only four points back of Montreal. And I think they have another four games remaining against Montreal. So that dynamic is, is a pretty interesting one, too. All right, Kevin. Uh, now we're going to focus on the trade deadline. Who did you, mm-hmm. Which organizations uh, did you like to work from? Oh, man. I mean... I think I think the I think the Leafs did an outstanding job in adding what they've needed. I mean, look, you, you guys have seen your share of winning teams out there with the oil, and Stoff, you and I talked about this on our own time, right? Like, yep. you look at the glue, you look at the glue pieces that the oil have had when they've been at their best, when they were winning cups, or even that team that got the O six cup, right? You had a Fernando Pisani, you had a Jared Stoll, you had those different pieces, and the Leafs at least have added some more of those pieces. Uh, which they needed way more of. They needed a lot more of that uh, than we've seen in years past. They've fallen short in the playoffs. So I like what the Leafs have done. I really like what uh, what Tampa was able to do in getting Savard specifically. I thought that the Jets really needed Savard, so too did the Flyers. And he ended up going to the defending Stanley Cup champ. And he's playing on that top pair along Victor, alongside Victor Hedman, Hedman sorry, on D. I love what they did. I really like what uh, the Penguins did in getting Jeff Carter specifically. You know, we, Carter has won at every level, AHL, Olympics, you name it. Stanley, two Stanley Cups with LA brings those rings to the table. It's a versatile piece. Think of the Penguins staff when they're healthy. Yep. Sid, sit in the one slot, Gino Malkin, another hall of famer in the second slot. And then you go with uh, Jeff Carter in the third slot. <laughs> I mean, it's right down good. the middle like that, that, that's pretty crazy, right? When you think about that, uh, I like what the Avalanche did too by getting Devin Dubnik, somebody that you guys know well. He played really well last night against St. Louis, and especially with their ace goalie Grubauer in Colorado being out. I like what uh, what they've done, and also getting Carl Soderberg. I like their group. And lastly, the one of the ones that I broke on trade deadline 
the one with uh, Anthony Mantha. Anthony Mantha coming from Detroit over to Washington. I think that really helps the Capitals and gives them another dimension of a 6-5 player that scored 50 twice in the Quebec Junior League. He's got a lot of talent, big body, good skill. Had a goal and a, and a, and a point in his, in his debut the other night. So I like what Washington did. And on the other side of that trade, it helps Detroit too. That was a really interesting trade. Kevin, we always appreciate your time. We'll hook up next Thursday. Uh, we'll see how the league does a workaround on this. Uh, thanks for joining us on Oilers Now. No problem, buddy. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate you. Thanks so much. You bet. That is Kevin Weeks from the NHL Network for Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication, and solar. Um, we got lots of people that have jumped in here. On the Ashley Fine Floors text line, you can text us 780-496-0063. Elliot Friedman reporting again. Tomorrow night's game, Edmonton and Vancouver, has been postponed. No decision yet on Saturday. And many of you are thinking, well, wait a sec here. Does one day mean that much of a difference? Or does it tell us something else about the fact that, uh, you know, money talks in these situations, and Saturday was supposed to be a Hockey Night in Canada game, a 4 o'clock start for the Canucks. Give me your thoughts. Keep texting us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Uh, we will tell you that guests on the show receive gift certificates to Japanese Village. Now open for takeout orders. Full details with Don and his staff at jvedmonton.ca. When we come back, I'll get to some more of your texts, and we'll get to the orders now. Prospect report brought to you by Scott Arthur, Millwork, and cabinetry a legacy of excellence this is oilers now this is oilers now with bob stoffer on oilers radio 630 chad all right i asked for your responses the edmonton oilers game against the vancouver canucks according to elliot freeman from nhl hockey and rogers for tomorrow night has been postponed no decision on the game on saturday involving vancouver and toronto the texts have come flying in on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Ryan, not in the dozer, says, if the Leafs and the Canucks play Saturday night, then it's obvious that the NHL gives two blanks about the health and safety of the players, and it's all about their bottom line. Having said that, they're playing for sure, says Ryan in the dozer. Um, George in Cold Lake says, Bob, if Toronto gets to play the game against Vancouver, it just means the dice are loaded. There you go. Uh, Randy in Brooks, Alberta. You got a lot of listeners in Brooks. Uh, says, what is the difference between the other teams like Dallas that had COVID issues versus the Canucks? Why is this situation special? Uh, it might have a little to do with the variant. might have a lot to do with the variant. might have something to do with the amount of players that have actually had it and how severe it has been. Again, you can text us at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. As this scheduling and rescheduling keeps uh, going on, uh, the status of real life in Alberta, I'm getting very close to not giving a crap about what this league does, just like last summer with the farce that was known as bubble hockey. Another texter says, Bob, I'm getting sick of the orders getting blanked over schedule-wise. Just because the orders aren't affected by COVID so far doesn't mean that having a week off and then scheduling four games in six days twice is good for players' safety. At this point, the Canucks should have had to forfeit these games, especially since it's been uh, reported the Canucks were loosely following COVID protocols. I don't know. I haven't seen too much of that. I just think Vancouver got unlucky. 
So there you go. 780-496-0063. Into the Oilers Now Prospect Report. It is brought to you by Scott Arthur Millwork and Cabinetry. A legacy of excellence. Make your new dream home or custom renovation a reality. Visit scottarthurmillwork.com today. And uh, I will tell you that coming up Monday, Bob McKenzie from TSN has his top 32. He sources out 10 NHL scouts. It will be very interesting to see where Dylan Gunther, who many people see as a top three overall pick in the NHL draft, and Sebastian Kosa from the Edmonton Oil Kings goes. Kosa might be the second goaltender uh, taking. I believe he's going somewhere between 15 to 25 in the NHL. He's six foot six out of Fort McMurray, extremely athletic. This year with the Edmonton Oil Kings, he's been pretty good. He's got an 11 and 0 record, a 1.45 goals against average, and a 9.42 save percentage. Those are decent numbers. He's a good one. And yes, to answer your question, right now, right here, right now. If Sebastian Costa was there when the Oilers draft in the first round, because the Oilers have their first round pick, absolutely I'd take him. All day. This guy is a really athletic, big goaltender, and he's got a little bit of screw you in his personality, too. He doesn't take any crap out there. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. We'll re-engage on the text line, then bring George LaRock in at about 140. You're listening to Oilers now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.